0: Another big day in the news. Man, they're talking about the uh, Iran situation right now. They were showing John Kirby talking about it. We just discussed a little bit of that in the last segment with Virginia Cruda from the Daily Wire. Again, if you missed any of that or just want to make sure you never miss anything that happens here on the show, make sure you subscribe to our podcast. We put the show out as a podcast right after we get off the air every day, and we put it on basically every podcast platform. So whatever your preferred podcast platform is. Just make sure you're subscribed to Columbo and Katie and you'll never miss anything that happens here on the show. All right. Joining us now as he will be doing every Monday afternoon, at least for a little while here as the brand new member of the weekly lineup here at News Talk STL. Rob Carter, the Rob Carter Show debuts tonight at eight o'clock. Well, it debuts in its week its weeknight spot. Mm-hmm. Rob's been a part of the uh, of the Sunday evening lineup for uh, a long time here at News Talk STL. And uh, the daily show starts tonight. Rob, are you excited?
1: I'm crazy excited. <laughs> I've been looking uh, forward to this for a long time. I've been trying to get this set up. As you may know, I live in Florida and move back and forth between St. Louis and Florida, so I have. Homes in both spots So uh, it took a while Just to get What I wanted to do In St. Louis When I You know my wife Is in Florida My family in St. Louis So I moved back and forth Was to learn Missouri politics And Boy, what a time to uh, mm-hmm. uh, to dive in at the deep end because it's crazy in Missouri. So yeah, I learned uh, that a lot of things going on in Missouri are going on in D.C. It's very similar in the way they structure things. You got that right, and I was just
0: I was just thinking the exact same thing. You picked a perfect time to launch a daily show because uh, the 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 new the media the politicians uh, have never done a bigger favor for us in the media and given us things to talk about. So there's
1: there's lots for you to cover every night. That's for sure. (laughs) I I just can't wait because I'm a very opinionated person, but I'm, you know, I come at things from a completely different angle. I heard you guys talking about the show earlier and, you know, Katie's right. I, I see the world through a completely different lens than most. And uh, I want to get that opinion out there just to see if people, once they start to observe the news in a different lens, observe what goes on in world politics Mm -hmm. from a different lens, if they start to agree that a lot of it is, well, the vast majority of it is just theater. And and, um, and we get caught up in it and start arguing over whether it's Nikki Haley or Donald Trump when I think we all know it's going to be Donald Trump. But, you know, these are the deals that uh, that that uh, that get people fighting, get people arguing. And that always uh, creates money for somebody.
0: Yeah, and I think it's your. I think it's your authentic uh, experience, and uh, you know, and and uh, you know the way that politics and you know and these issues have impacted you personally is what's going to, you know, that's every that's very relatable for so many people out there, and I think uh, will be a big part of the uh, relationship with you and the listeners. So really looking forward to tonight and every night moving forward. The Rob Carter Show every weeknight now eight to ten here on News Talk STL. And Rob, you just mentioned Nikki Haley. Um, the weekend goes by. Everybody's kind of keeping an eye on her. Of course, you know, right after New Hampshire, she's still talking tough, kind of saying all the right things. I'm going to stick around. But a lot of people still predicting that she will drop out of the race before South Carolina. However, after the weekend, she still says uh, that she's uh, in this race for the long haul um she's uh her campaign is still touting fundraising successes and i think it was chris Arps. somebody told us last week as long as the money's coming in you know yeah. you're gonna you're gonna keep What's it going chris? i think it was chris Arps who said that uh to us last week and uh maybe that's the truth what do you what do you make of the next uh this week and the next couple weeks leading up to south carolina when it comes to uh nikki haley being in or out of this thing
1: I think Chris Arps is right on the money. I think so long as the cash is coming in and she has support from the donors, uh, she'll be involved in the game. I don't think she really believes that she can win. I don't think anybody really believes that she can win. But, you know, if you can take Trump down a couple notches, there's people on both sides of the aisle, whether it be Republican or Democrat, who'd like to take Trump down. Hmm. So she provides that uh, that argument with Trump. She can point things out and, and, uh, and, and, and hurt him. And that's what I think her role in this game is. Uh, as I said before, On your show, I believe, Uh, she was a U.N. person. Now, she goes to the U.N. for Donald Trump. The U.N. is the root of all evil. (laughs) She goes to the U.N. Ramaswamy (laughs) says that she got wealthy when she came back from the U.N. with military contractors down there in South Carolina. I think he's probably telling the truth. All of a sudden, she becomes a front runner for the president of the United States to the Republican Party. And here we are. I think she's just there to take shots at Donald Trump. I think that's what her role is. And so long as the money's coming in, that's what she'll do. Sorry about my phone ringing there, Rob. Uh, it's my first day on
0: That's the radio. Cool. I, I'm, I'm, yeah, I, I'm a am I'm, I'm new at this. Talking <laughs> to Rob <laughs> Carter, and Katie. You've got a question? Go ahead. So, Just.
2: Rob, this weekend, Nikki Haley was making a speech. It got interrupted by protesters saying, "No new wars going on about the military-industrial complex." Now we're seeing a lot of things happening during this Biden administration where there, there could be some wars. Hopefully not, but there could be on the horizon with America and other entities. Do you think? That this will affect her campaign in some way, her stance on being in wars and her relationship with the military-industrial complex—is that something that's going to shift the way people feel about Nikki Haley?
1: I think it hurts her more than anything. I think, um, uh, I, I think, when you are telling people who follow you that you need to drop bombs on sovereign countries after what this country has been through, you got to remember—you know—we just went to Afghanistan. We were there for you know a decade, and then we pull out unceremoniously. You've got all the people following the Republican Party going, what's going on in Ukraine? Why are we sending so much money over there? When you really look at that situation, there's a woman named Victoria Newland. She basically runs Ukraine and she's out of the United States. So you know, Zelensky is a puppet, like many of these leaders around the world are just simply puppets. So when you start talking about all the corruption going on right here in the United States, and then you want to drop bombs because our media and our military starts to say that Iran is doing this or Ukraine or Russia or Taiwan. Everybody's the boogeyman in this country. Everybody's the boogeyman. We always got to go fight wars. We always got to keep the military industrial complex making machinery, bombs and armament. But at some point you have to look at it and go, wait a minute, maybe we are causing more problems. If you listen to everybody in in the arena, Robert F. Kennedy Jr. said that the CIA, their sole purpose in the world was to create war. So if you know that and you know the CIA is based right here in the United States and their job is to create war, which I'm not saying it's true. I'm just saying that's what he says. Mm -hmm. If that is the case, maybe the news, maybe guys like Kirby, who's a clown, when you (laughs) hear these people talk and they say that this happened or that happened, you almost have to take it with a grain of salt. You can't always say, well, if Kirby says it and the American press says it and our American military says it, then it must be true. And now we have to react on it. I don't know that we should be reacting and dropping bombs on sovereign nations anymore. I think we we should have learned our lesson by now. That's my opinion.
0: It's going to get more and more interesting as the uh, coming days. Uh, this week is going to be a big week, I think, with the situation in the Middle East and uh, a lot of big decisions are going to be made by this president, and we'll be keeping a close eye on all. Of I hope it. we stay out of war. So <laughs> yeah, I hope yeah.
1: we stay out of war. There's just we got too much going on in this country, and war can always be used by the uh, by your home country. Mm-hmm. To um, uh, to divide people, to create problems again, to divide families, coworkers, political parties, and uh, I just don't think we need any more division right now. We need some unity going on in this country. Amen Quickly. to that.
0: Amen to that. We need some strength because it's the weakness yes. of this president and this administration's has put that has put us in this place to begin with. In my opinion, well,
1: you look at you look at uh, Biden. How can anybody think that Biden is truly running the country? I mean, the guy cannot string a sentence together. Ugh. He's way past his prime. Mm-hmm. He wasn't a very sharp guy when he was in his prime. So now you're looking at it. He can. You just know that he's not the guy making decisions. Nobody would ever sit and think that, that he's around a group of people on at a big, long table. He's got his generals and his advisors on one side, and he's calling the shots. Give me your information. Let me make a decision. Everybody knows that he's not doing that. There's yeah. a bureaucracy running the government. He is the puppet for it, and he'll read whatever script if he can read it. Uh, yeah, that's what he does.
0: And he's certainly not scaring our enemies, and that uh, no. and that can be a no. big problem. Scaring us? Yeah, no
1: kidding, no <laughs> it's kidding. Really
0: scaring. Uh, I want to switch gears to, and you touched on it just a minute ago. Um, what's happening here in Missouri, and specifically in Jeff City, this division within the Republican Party? What another story that sort of everybody goes into the weekend thinking like, okay, everybody goes home for three days—Friday, Saturday, Sunday—are things going to cool off? Um, are, are, you know, are they going to get better? Are they going to get worse? Uh, they certainly don't seem to be getting better. We're talking now, both sides talking about removing, you know, the need to remove people from their elected seats, which is crazy. Um, it seems like it's getting hotter, not cooler in, in Jeff City. What do you make of, what do you make of what's happening right now between,
1: uh, Senate leadership and the Freedom Caucus? Well, Cindy O'Laughlin went on with Nick Schroer last night. Now, I know Nick very well because he works through SR1 Studios. He had a show right uh-huh. before me. So I pay attention uh, to his career and what he has to say. He had Cindy O'Laughlin on the other night, and she said, even though she rec- or, or, or made the comment that she wanted to remove Bill Eigel, she said she basically meant it in jest, and if that ever came to it, she would never vote to remove Bill Igle. Um, huh. She also, in that conversation, She was asked by Justin Sparks uh, a series of very straightforward questions. What I noticed most about Cindy O'Loughlin, who's uh, Senate leader, she didn't answer any of the questions. You know, it looks to me, and I'm just an observer, I'm just a citizen, and I'm observing what's going on. It appears to me that the infighting within the Republican Party is almost organized so that they can point fingers at each other and not get anything done. There's a big problem. And I say this all the time. If you're a conservative voter, if you're a Republican voter, the personal property tax here in Missouri has got to go bye bye. It doesn't you don't need anybody, you don't Amen. need anybody to figure it out for you. Bill Eigel said on my show when I interviewed him that we spend more money on illegal immigration in Missouri than we raise in the personal property tax. So why don't we get rid of illegal invasion into our state and then take the personal property tax away from the middle class who can't afford it right around Christmas time? These are easy things. You don't need a, a lot of really smart people to figure out that the personal property tax is theft of income, and it's got to go away. There's not one Republican in Missouri who thinks it should uh, that, that we should continue on with that theft, and yet, to this day, they haven't gotten rid of it. So every once in a while, you just got to point the finger at the Republicans and say, listen, you guys got to get things done. You can't point fingers at each other. We don't, we don't care what, whether you're going to dinner dates or what is going on. You work for the people of Missouri. You have a job to do. Figure it out. Here's the list of demands from conservative voters. that get to work, Rob. Everybody I, wants to play nicey nice with these people, and it's they have a job to do. they yeah. are. They are. They, are uh, they represent you and I, and they don't do it very well. You just touched on
0: exactly what I think it, for me personally, and I think for many <clears throat> Missourians uh, for years has been the one of the biggest frustrations with the Republican supermajority and with just the lawmakers in Missouri in general is that there are issues like personal property tax that you just mentioned um uh the constitutional amendment process uh the, that that was kind of at the basis of this whole thing it was it was it uh, a debate about that that bill that uh that started this this whole thing um i've talked to um, Republicans across the board over the last several years that all come on the air and they all speak publicly and they all agree. They all agree that personal property tax needs to go. They all agree that we have to reform the way the constitutional amendment process is is done. And year after year, nothing gets done. How can we all agree you have a supermajority and... The clock expires year after year on these issues. This is what this is what has voters, I think, pulling their hair out. And like it or not, and whether or not their tactics are the are the appropriate ones or the right way to go about it, at least the Missouri Freedom Caucus, this is my opinion. At least the Missouri Freedom Caucus is finally calling it out and saying, "Look, this is this has got to stop." We've got the way that we've been doing things, the the system that's in place. As it has been, is not working. Here's why: exposing some of that, uh, you know, that that swampy uh, systems in in Jeff City, and at least calling it out because that frustration, Rob, is something that I, people just can't. It's so mind boggling that it's like, oh yeah, everybody agrees on this. We're going to get this done this year. How does it not get done? How does it? How does it not get across the finish line year after year?
1: It seems like it should be easy, but it also makes you wonder. Uh, if there's outside money influencing what goes on in. His oh, yeah, if you look at the initiative petition process, which is what you're talking about, the way I understand it, and I't I'm not a wonk. I'm not somebody who sits around and reads bills. i I know people that do. I trust them. I listen to what they have to say. And with the initiative petition process, what they're explaining to me is that they want to get abortion into the Constitution, to where abortion is a right and it's in the Constitution. Yep. And in order to stop that from happening, they don't want just St. Louis and Kansas City to vote. They want everybody around the uh, the state of Missouri to be able to vote by county by county, um, which makes perfect sense. But the question—I'm I'm fine with with uh, with uh, the way we have abortion structure in Missouri right now. They want to pass the heartbeat bill, but before all of those issues, we don't have an election that can be secured in this in the state. I don't know if you listened to my show last night, but I went through right off the Secretary of State's website, Jay Ashcroft. Mm-hmm. Here's a Republican that's had uh, several years to get our elections put under control. And when you read through how our election is run in Missouri, it's laughable. It's silly. It's a joke. It's embarrassing. And I just cannot believe that more people aren't talking about it. Now, when I say that, and I'll talk about it on the show tonight, you've got a guy named Caleb Brown, who's the Senate pro tempure. <laughs> I love that. Mm-hmm. But he is now, he's the guy that is, is saying whether he can bring bills to the floor. This is what he says his role is. Well, he's now running for secretary of state. Isn't that cute? Mm -hmm. Because secretary of state runs the election. And if you watch what happened in Arizona, where Katie Hobbs was the secretary of state, she ran a fraudulent fraudulent election, basically stole it from uh, Carrie Lake. And I'm no fan, big fan of Carrie Lake. I'm just saying it was pretty obvious what happened there. She just says, that's it. I run run the elections and I've said it's over. So it's over. And I can see the same thing going on here with Jay Ashcroft. Uh, We got to get our elections under control right now. We don't have a lot of time and I'm going to use my show and and, and my voice as loud as I can uh, spread it, people have to take control of their elections again. 65% of people pulled by Rasmussen said they do not have confidence in our elections. Mm -hmm. So why are we talking about anything else? I always say it's like professional wrestling. If Ric Flair is fighting Hulk Hogan, I can go to the show and I can root for Ric Flair because I like the way his hair looks and I get really into Ric Flair. But in reality, the outcome has already been predetermined. So if we know that, All we have to do, especially in Missouri, where we have the initiative petition process, we just say, look, this is the way we want our elections run. We want paper ballots counted by hand. We want a, a state holiday, and we want no voting machines and no tabulators. Mm-hmm. Old school. I'll tell you historic, what, if you will, there
0: the, people will be uh, are watching these elections and uh, with a with a uh, under a microscope more than they ever have, and that's a good thing. And Agreed. so hopefully, a, a, I hopefully with your voice and our voices, uh, and so many people demanding this transparency and that these things get cleaned up, that will be something that uh, that starts to have major impact going into this incredibly important election year and a perfect time to start a brand new show. Rob, before we let you go one more time, uh, remind folks, tell folks about what they can expect starting tomorrow tonight at eight o'clock and uh, moving forward every weeknight here on News Talk STL.
1: Well, having a daily show, it'll give me some time to really delve into some issues. I'm really fast, so I go through information very quick. And if you're not up to speed on what I'm talking about, uh, you'll just get dizzy. So what I can do now is start to really slow down and explain things that I've been observing for years and years and years. I got totally consumed with it over the course of the past four years. So we'll talk about national politics, global politics, and we'll show how it bleeds down into state and local politics. We'll name names. We'll tell you who's doing what. I'm not here to, to, to be everybody's buddy. I'd like to be. Everybody wants to be liked, but that's not why I'm doing it. I'm doing it because I think Missouri and I think St. Louis in particular, it's an awesome place. I grew up here. I think St. Louis is fabulous. I think downtown St. Louis should be outstanding. We have a way. The initiative petition process allows one of the few states where the citizens, if they're informed and have leadership, can change their situation. And I think we can change Missouri. We're going to change Missouri. Mm. Um, And we're going to do it starting tonight. Rob Carter show starts tonight at 8 p.m. Make sure you are listening live
0: radio at eight o'clock tonight. Nowhere will you get more live and local radio than here at News Talk STL. And uh, Rob Carter is a big part of that going forward. Rob, really appreciate your time this afternoon. Look forward to having you back on next Monday and look forward to listening to the first show tonight. Uh, have a great show and we'll talk to you soon, my friend.
1: Thanks a ton for the time, guys. Enjoy the day. Yeah. Thanks, Rob. Great stuff there from Rob Carter.
0: Again, the Rob Carter show starts tonight at 8 o'clock, live radio, 8 to 10, immediately following Larry Connors USA, live and local radio. We are the home of that here at News Talk STL. All right. um, Rob just touched on uh, something that he didn't, that triggered something in my brain, Mm -hmm. like unintentionally, when he said professional wrestling. Have you seen what's going on with Vince McMahon?
2: No. Mm -mm. The former uh, owner
0: and now, I don't know, managing partner or something of the WWE since they started a company with the UFC and now they're all mm -hmm. together, but he still played a huge role. You want to talk about some allegations that are out of this world. Oh, my gosh. On what has already been a lot of smoke, you know, like where there's Mm. smoke, there's fire. Uh, Vince McMahon's scummy behavior has been under the spotlight for the last couple of years pretty full on. I want to talk a little bit about that. But also, Vince McMahon and Donald Trump are very good friends. Mm. And I wonder if what Vince McMahon is going through, which is really disgusting... If any people are going to say, look, here's one of Trump's friends that are doing this. You don't think Trump does this, too? Here's the kind of people he hangs out with. I wonder if there'll be any impact on that. Maybe so. So, yeah. I want to talk about that uh, a little bit. Also, a brand new uh, bill about to be signed in West Virginia, uh, protecting women's spaces. Uh, He was sitting next to Riley Gaines when he was talking about this new bill. And I think it's phenomenal. And there are... Uh, rumors that this is the type of bill that will start to spread across the country, and I certainly hope it does. So we'll tell you all about that uh, and more next here on Columbo Katie.
1: For podcast articles and more, find us on NewstalkSTL.com. It's you I'm missing, and
0: I thought it'd be easier <laughs> like sunshine. Oh. Get it together, people. Welcome <laughs> back to Columbo and Katie on 1019 to one News Talk STL. <laughs> man, oh man. If people oh only knew boy. the things that were said off the air, it would be a, it's, its own show completely. All right. Um I mentioned Vince McMahon. You were just looking <laughs> at some of the issues there. Don't you do it. I'm not. Don't I'm not. you start. I'm not. Uh, Vince McMahon has is a, a billionaire. Mm-hmm. He has owned the WWE for uh, decades, has recently sold the WWE, however, stayed very much involved as a board member. There's a big uh, new company that was formed. Uh, called TKO. It owns the WWE. It also owns a UFC. Vince McMahon was a, a board member and a, you know, obviously a big uh, part of that new company. And then a couple of years ago, The Wall Street Journal released a story about some uh, about Vince McMahon's sexual uh, abuse mm-hmm. and harassment and uh, against a against a former employee. And in the last several days, those allegations have have been more brought to light Escalated, and more yeah. detail. Mm-hmm. So there was this former employee that had signed an NDA, but apparently Vince McMahon had stopped paying that NDA, which made it no longer valid. Yeah. Also, there's a uh, there's 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 a law that says that an NDA can't cover up certain types of like. Crimes, certain crimes, certain severe crimes, even if there is an NDA, it's not valid because you can't use an NDA. So anyway, so for several reasons, she has been able to move forward even after signing this NDA. Um, And the evidence that has been released is horrible. Graphic. And anybody I'm a I'm a wrestling fan. I don't watch wrestling like I used to back like in the uh, like when I was like in the 90s, early 2000s, I was really into wrestling. But I keep up with it to a certain extent. There's still some wrestling podcasts that I listen to on a regular basis. So if you're at all in the loop like that, then you will know that this is not surprising when it comes to Vince McMahon because he has done some despicable things over the years.
2: This is crazy. So, Ann Callis is the attorney for the (gasps) WWE staffer, Janelle Grant, who Mm -hmm. is the person that's coming forward. That's correct. She said she previously worked for nine years as a criminal felony judge overseeing murder and sexual assault cases, but the horrors that her client suffered at McMahon's hands are incomparable to anything she's ever encountered in her career. It's
0: it's so, there's so much that I, I, I don't even want to, we can't even start to get into it. But it, it's every level of abuse, grooming, taking advantage of somebody's mental and economic state of their, you know, like, just like, it's just
2: golly years i mean they're class trafficking
0: this. her to other employees this sexual
2: trafficking the the new york post is I, I this tony this is the first time i'm reading about this so this is starting to, this is turning into a big
0: deal because vince mcmahon is a, i mean linda mcmahon was part of the trump administration yes she was she was part of the donald trump administration she ran for senate in new york as a republican mm-hmm. um and and Donald Trump and Vince McMahon are very famously good friends. So I am wondering if the media are going to try to start connecting these two and start to use what Vince McMahon is going through as another reason to hate Donald Trump. And so it's going to be it's going to be really interesting. It's definitely a story. Anybody that's at all interested in wrestling is fascinated by this because of, you know, what's it how is it going to impact? The WWE and all, and what what other employees? There's been mentioned that there's possibly
2: Um, yeah. There's I'm just reading right now. Some wrestlers, some of the talent could be wrestling icons involved in this.
0: Yeah, I just am like there's one there's one that there's one that's mentioned that it's they won't they don't mention his name but they say an ex UFC champion and WWE champion. I mean that Uh, like that's yeah. Brock Lesnar is like one of the only people that that could possibly be because it doesn't so it doesn't say Brock and I'm not saying Brock I'm just saying that there's there's names in there that are there's there's allegations in there that there are talent that that know about this stuff too so
2: it'll be very interesting to see what that link will be because it kind of goes back to the Jeffrey Epstein type of deal where that if you are affiliated with him in some way, shape, or form, it could have been as like Bill Clinton. It could have been like Donald Trump, where Donald Trump says he knew him in passing. Bill Clinton has track records of right. flying on the airplane, right. right. And it's so when it comes to sexual trafficking, sexual abuse, what is the relationship? How far does it go? Are you someone I mean, his that's- wife?
0: Was in the administration. Right, Linda right. McMahon was in the. So you know they're going to try buddies. to. Best
2: buddies. Yeah. Best buddies.
0: Now, the truth is, what nobody knew, nobody knew publicly back then is even when Linda McMahon was in the Trump administration, Linda and Vince, Linda and Vince are still married, technically, but they have been separated. They've lived separate lives for years.
2: The business partners? Years. More yeah.
0: A, more yeah. of just like a public business. image mm-hmm. business relationship. They have been separated for uh, for a very long time um but this could still this could still bleed over into national politics and this presidential race and more you know uh more for donald trump to deal with so we'll keep an eye on it it is a it is a horrible story and i hope that they get i mean i can't even begin to explain the level of this poor disgustingness yeah
2: this poor woman yeah, and just to be that he tried
0: to buy off and you know it's not the only I mean we all know it's not the only one. I mean it's 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 a it's a wild story and if there's any justice in this world he will be held accountable for his actions and we'll keep an eye on it. But it's gonna be interesting to see if this story that a lot of people would write off is like, Oh, that's a little professional wrestling story, who cares about that? Let's see. Let's see if this bleeds into and, and yeah. becomes a a part of politics national politics. Uh, West Virginia Governor Jim Justice vows to sign legislation protecting women's spaces. West Virginia could become the latest state to adopt legislation aimed at protecting women's rights with the adoption of House Bill 5243, which aims to define sex-based terms used in state law. The governor uh, was doing some... Interviews over the weekend, some alongside former NCAA Division I swimmer Riley Gaines to announce his plans to sign the West Virginia Women's Bill of Rights. Four other states have already adopted versions of a Women's Bill of Rights, including most recently Oklahoma this past August. Governor Justice said, quote, I'm a basketball coach. I'm coaching girls basketball on a high school level. I've been doing it for a long, long, long time. This is absolutely essential to in many, many ways for us to stand up for women and do the right thing. The bill, which was introduced last week, seeks to define sex-based terms, provide separate single-sex environments based on biology, and ensure the accuracy of public data collection. Riley Gaines voiced her support of this new piece of legislation saying, quote, I think it's necessary, and unfortunately, I think it's urgent that we get this done, not just here in West Virginia, but across the nations. She also said, quote, it's really setting the precedent for the rest of the states in the nation. So. Wow. I'm for it. Me too. I hope it's something and I hope that Riley Gaines is right and I hope that Governor Justice is right that this is something that catches on and this is something that states around the country including here in Missouri you know, stand up and put our foot down and it's unbelievable that we have to pass a Women's Bill of Rights in the year 2024. Uh, But if this is what it takes to stop the madness then let's do it.
2: It's unbelievable that we have title nine and now we have and that doesn't cover what needs to be covered to protect women now we have to go a step further and make legislation happen where it's like title nine happened and it's very very real and now we have to take a step further to explain ourselves like what the difference between men and women are so that we can continue having fair sports yeah
0: yeah and as the parent of a female athlete, I mean, I see the blood, sweat, and tears that goes into this. Maggie and,
2: just was talking about it this weekend. She's like, "I don't want to wake up at seven a.m., but I'm going to do it." Yeah, because yeah. I love what I do.
0: Right? Yep. Yep. And the last thing that any of us need is to be. I mean, how ridiculous is it that we're talking about boys competing against girls? And I mean, uh, how did we get here? And if that, if it, if it takes a, if it takes this type of legislation, to. Ensure bring common sense back into the conversation. Then I'm all for it. Me too. And good for them in West Virginia and Oklahoma, and hopefully we do the same here in Missouri and Illinois. All right, another one of those many stories that we'll continue to keep an eye on and keep you updated on through another busy week here at News Talk STL. Uh, That's going to do it for us today. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast so you never miss anything here on the show. Columbo and Katie will be back tomorrow at 2 o'clock. In the meantime, keep it here for the O'Reilly Report next, followed by the Tim Jones and Chris Arp Show at 4, Larry Connors USA at 6, and then the brand new Rob Carter Show live at 8 o'clock, live in local radio. Uh, you don't get it more anywhere than here at News Talk STL. Thank you so much for listening to us and supporting us. And we'll be back tomorrow here at News Talk STL, 1019 and 94.1 News Talk STL. No How many times did I say she... <laughs> News Talk STL? So don't forget videos. the name of the radio station, News Talk STL. <laughs> Bye.